Welcome to Chasing Excellence, the informative, educational, and entertaining podcast series featuring positive and inspiring stories of entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Kathy Hogan. Welcome, friends. I am so excited. Today is a great day, and I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend and talented person, Miss Jane Olderman. Uh, Jane is a self-taught pianist, guitarist, producer, engineer, videographer, and excellent songwriter. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Miss Jane Olderman. Jane! Yeah! <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're, you're good. <laughs> thank you. I love being here with you. Thank you. And, thank I, you. and this is the Maiden Voyage, the first podcast so you're throwing me into the sharks. Yeah. Hey, I thought, and, I thought you'd be a fun one. So. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, we're just going to have fun and cut up like we always do. And you're going to tell people what you do, your oh, background, God. how you uh, got in the business, uh, your inspiration, okay. all of that kind of stuff. And then we're going to talk about some light things like, yes. Jane, what is the meaning of life? Uh, <laughs> Did you forget? I know the meaning of life. Okay. Chocolate raspberry truffle ice cream. At Brewster's. <laughs> At Brewster's. We hurt ourselves years ago. It took me a long time to get over it. Yeah, we survived we, it. We definitely have some adventures. So, Jane, jump on in here and tell us about yourself. Uh, like I said, how long have you been in the business? Where did you start out? Uh, some fun, cool things about you because you're such a cool chickie. <laughs> I want everybody to know. Okay, where do I begin? Hate talking about myself, and here I am on a podcast. <laughs> All right. Well... I started performing at the University of Connecticut and needed a little money, played a, the ballroom, the coffee house, and next time I played there, more people came, and then more people came, and next thing I know, it's capacity of the room was 200, and 600 people showed up. Wow. Got three standing ovation encores, and a guy from Columbia Records saw me, and mm -hmm. I was signed for his management, went on tour, and uh, I'm doing a real quick... I. <laughs> Uh, touring opened up for Harry Chapin, Muddy Waters, The Outlaws, Aztec Two Step, and uh, but long story short, uh, after performing, I went behind the scenes and started writing, engineering, producing, making the videos, and here I am. That's awesome. that's a real short, <laughs> uninteresting, well, no, terribly no, uninteresting. No, version. everybody <laughs> wants to know how you got started. Uh, but um, if I can think of some amusing stories that pop in my head, I'll. I'll you, what was the one you told me uh, last week about the guy that you were at some kind of house with some people and you ended up being with the recording artist? Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob Dylan. Yeah, yes, okay. I was at Bob Dylan's house. <laughs> yeah, see, that that first thing was the uninteresting version, okay. the overview, which is a yawner. But um, yeah, there's a few uh, little sparkling stories that pop up there. So I uh, will get rid of the long story, but I wound up at Bob Dylan's house because the uh, business manager had me stay there. Bob Dylan was gone. Sarah was gone. The, the toys were there from Jacob, the kids. And um, I wasn't sure what I was doing there. But one <laughs> night, really, they said, you're, wait a minute, you're uh, going to I be just, somebody. I just ended up in. Uh, well, that's where I'm cutting out a lot of the fat out of the story. I just happened to happened. be at Bob Dylan's house one night. Do and want, this thing happened. <laughs> I can do the long version how it happened. No, but <laughs> at any rate. Good but uh, I was discovered. It was a, a professor at, at the University of Connecticut, mm -hmm. knew somebody. I wound up at Lime Rock in Connecticut, race cars. Mm -hmm. 
and one of the race cars was Todd Rundgren in his Mustang. And this is way, way back in Mm -hmm. the early 70s. -hmm. And I was supposed to follow the caravan back up to Woodstock, New York. And the business manager discovered, I got air quotes going here, uh, discovered me. And nobody talked to me. I'm in the house and nobody's talking to me. There's like 20 bedrooms. I picked one. And one night, Walter, the business manager, says, it's midnight. Wake up. Get dressed. You got to come downstairs. We have a visitor. So I meet the visitor. He goes, Jane, this is Richie. Richie, Jane. So I said, hey, you in the music business? He goes, yeah. And I said, well, wh- who, what's the band? He goes, the band. I go, yeah, what band? The band. And I just, it was like Abbott and Costello, who's on first. <laughs> yeah. So he realized I didn't know who the band was. And we jammed all night till four in the morning. I was on the grand piano. He and I are sitting together eating those little Snyder pretzels. Yeah. Those little <laughs> pill- shaped like little pillows. And he played the drums. I was playing piano. And we just jammed all night till 4 a.m. He left, and Walter looked at me. I hope you're proud of yourself. I go, why? He goes, that was Richie Manuel from the band. I'm like, who's the band? <laughs> who's on first, like you so, said, right? But I figured it out eventually, and, you know, I love the band. I'm obsessed with them, and Robbie Robertson. And Have you kept in touch with him through the years? He's passed away a long, long, long time ago. <clears throat> well, yeah, I'm sure. It was a sad story. Oh, but okay, we won't go there yeah. then. But he's a beautiful, beautiful spirit. Oh, my gosh. Everything you've heard about him and that they say about him, he's such a lovely person. That's so. good. It's it's nice to know that there are some nice people in the music business because I've met several who weren't. Mm-hmm. And, yes, and they left a lasting impression on me. Yeah. So much so that I quit listening to them. Interesting. But that anyway, will, that yeah. will influence you. Yeah, yeah. Your personality. Well, Jane, tell us about some of your highlights some of the songs you've done oh uh, some of the awards you've won because she's a multi-talented uh, and she just can do anything oh gosh yeah oh, gosh. well i do make a great chocolate chip banana bread oh. as you know <laughs> yeah, and, <okay. laughs> and i write i produce i engineer make the videos no so kidding. i taught myself <laughs> and as the internet came into being i've gone to the university of google Mm-hmm. I recommend it highly for any of you parents out there that your kids say, I need all this money to go to this university to be in the music business. Just say no. Say University of Google, YouTube. Okay. Yeah. So I'm self-taught on everything from Final Cut Pro to Pro Tools to you name it, website design, all yeah. scouring the uh, the internet. Okay. So, and Oh, the question yeah. was uh, about... Well, I have to say I was listening to my songs before coming here, and I'm, I'm really good. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I should have done sorry. that. Sorry about that. Really enjoying it. Because I don't write just to write. It comes from my heart, and I ain't in it for the money. I want you all out there to visit my website and listen to the music. It's free. It's streaming. Nothing to buy. Just let it permeate your soul and your heart, and I hope you find lots of fun things or things that move you it's very positive wow and, and where do they find that Jane? oh uh, that's on my website which is yes perfect that would help it's perfect <laughs> jane spelled j-a-y-n-e olderman.com like younger woman older man tarzan <laughs> and you. hey tarzan and jane and younger woman i don't remember oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cheetah? <laughs> it's an older man. Okay. Younger woman. Jane. All right. Uh, Jane Back on track. <laughs> Listen, enjoy. How about some of your uh, awards throughout awards. the years? Well, Let's I, talk about I've that because I know you have many. I placed a song on Patti LaBelle's Grammy-nominated gold album, Flame, mm-hmm. and uh, got a couple of Billboard singles that made the top 20 for six weeks each. Mm-hmm. There is no city as pretty as Savannah, sung by Tiffany Milagro. There is no city as pretty as Savannah. And Why Can't It Just Be Christmas, sung by Tiffany Milagro. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got a Telly Award for Love Big commercial for Red Warrior Records, my little record company. Mm -hmm. But hey, wait, wait, segue here, because you and I go way back. Yes. As... Fellow realtors, we were partners. Tag team. We were the tag 30 team. 30 years ago. I was thinking about 19, that this morning. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's more, God, we're getting old. Uh-huh. Older well, man. You are, I'm young. No. Younger woman. <laughs> You're talking about uh, oh, the Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. Yes. You got to tell the Patty LaBelle story. This is important because the theme of the show, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurial and, and business. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the important, very relevant part of my story. Uh, I was in the music business. I was touring. It was looking good. I had two major deal offers, and I remember the Just Say No campaign. Mm -hmm. I I said no, and publishing offers. And then because of that, I wound up playing clubs again instead of the big tours, Mm -hmm. opening up for major acts. So I got my real estate license, and I became Rookie of the Year, the Million Dollar Club, and then I met Kathy. Mm -hmm. We teamed up, and through the skills I learned, we got to give props right now. I'm sorry, got to do it. Miss Sharon Dover, my broker. Oh, I told her if I ever get a Grammy, I'm going to have to thank Sharon Dover. She taught me how to conduct business, how to make a plan. I learned how to cold call, and I thought I was going to throw up every time I was going to cold call. <laughs> I understand? And excuse me, out there. This is before the internet. I had to go to the library to the crisscross directory. Mm-hmm. So you start honing your spiel. So every time you do it for sale by owner, hi, this is Jane Alderman from Northside Realty. Click. Hi, this it kept happening. Then I thought, all right, I'm going to find out the first name. Hey, Liz. Yeah, this is Jane Alderman from Northside Realty. Click. <laughs> then I go, hey, Liz. It, yeah, how's it going with the sale, you know, with the house? And then they start, fine. It's just fine. And then I get them talking, then I get an appointment, then I got the listings, and I learned how to be thick-skinned for cold calling, I learned how to package, how to present, how to do contracts, and then I remember with Sharon, she was so excited that, oh good, she's getting out of the music business, so I took all the skills from real estate, and I went back into the music business and applied the cold calling, the skills, the just feeling in the gut what to do. And that's how I placed uh, Let Me Be There For You, my song with Patti LaBelle, because of the skills. I got sync master's use, sync licensing, because of the real estate skills. Mm-hmm. Everything I've gotten in the music business since I got my real estate license is from real estate. It's a good learning experience. Oh. I, I learned equal Oh, my I've gosh. used it in a lot of things. It, it got me outside my fear box yes. and challenged me. Yes. And I'm good about that. Anything that will challenge me, I'm all about it. Yes. It may take me a while, 
But oh, I you you kicked there. butt! What you're doing with your business with cachet? Well, thank the, you, dear. Thank oh you. my god! And then Kathy and I were partners, and we did this one closing. That was my first the, sale, and it was where they from Argentina and In Cuba, Cuba. Mm-hmm. and they they loved us so much. We did a really good job, and we're fun. <laughs> so, oh no! So us. they said. They said to us, you've got to come over for the celebration at 6 o'clock. And you and I are thinking, oh, I don't really want to go, but we should make an an appearance. (laughs) So we got there at 6 o'clock, told them we'd be leaving at 7. And I think it was, what, 1 in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) 2 in the morning. Those people know how to party. They sure did. And the food was outstanding. The food was incredible. And the music. I love that musica. Oh, which I'm segueing now. I'm on free flow. Here we go. I can't shut up. I'm talking and I can't shut up. <laughs> All right. I know so where this is going. This go is going to Atlanta Latino. So Chick, our, our wonderful friend, Chick Cusick is a fellow co-writer and guitarist, guitarist, oh, extraordinaire. So he, it was in 2007, I believe he said, Jane, um, a guy I know, he's a um, Latino and his, his nephew came from El Salvador and he was in Mexico, and he was crossing. He crossed the border to Douglas, Arizona, and he went with 50, 52, 52 people. I wrote the song about it. Fifty-two people, and most of them perished in the desert. Coyotes killed them. The climate killed them. Three three nights in the desert. He made it through, and he was sitting there as we interviewed him. This handsome eighteen-year-old, and he had the most vacant look in his eyes. We met at Starbucks, and he just was leaning over on the chair and just blankly staring. But Chick and I were so moved by the story that we wrote the song, Crossing the Border, Cruzando la Frontera. And I wound up on the cover of Atlanta Latino magazine. (laughs) Go figure. I did. And we went to find Manuel to share the good news and disappeared. Nobody was in the house. Because this is way before immigration became such a hot-button issue. Mm -hmm. And he had a... Hide. Hide. Okay. So that's an interesting little story and how I met Alberto Soler, who's a big shot in Las Vegas now. Alberto. Oh, Alberto. You met Alberto. Alberto. Yeah. He's huge now Is in he? Vegas. Okay. He's called cool. El Charo de Las Vegas. Okay. The cowboy of the Las cowboy Vegas. The cowboy of Las Vegas. He's, okay. He's, Next time I go out there, I'll stop by and see hey, Alberto. He he would love it. Uh, he sure would. We have fun. Um, talk about, I know you think I'm obsessed about this, but the what's the name of the song that Patty recorded of oh, yours that she oh. did such a beautiful job thank you, thank along you. with Chris Willis? Chris Willis. My two favorites. And Joe Bell Starr's version is I love it. So it's Let Me Be There For You, mm-hmm. which I co-wrote with Duana Litz. Mm-hmm. And I met her in Nashville. We were teamed up. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I wish we could play the. Yeah, we, unfortunately. The, uh, what is it? Well, tell them the name. The, Let Me Be There For You, right? Yes. Okay, so people want to go uh, Google it or oh. whatever. Google. You can, you can listen to Patti LaBelle Let. singing Jane's fabulous song, and I assure you, it is a beautiful song. Thank you, it's thank you. It's one of my favorites. She's my friend, but it's such Let a pretty song. Oh, I can't sing. So and talk about it. Chris doing it. Oh, Chris Willis. Who may hey, not, yes. know who he is. You do know who he is. You just think you don't, but you do know. He uh, has a whole bunch of hits with David Guetta and Fergie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Come on, help me. Uh, I'm having the, the yeah, senior moment. It's a really good uh, song. Love, love won't, won't let me wait. No, we used no, no, to play yeah. it at the cafe in the mornings to get us pumped up. It's so EDM, yeah. electronic dance music. David Guetta, David Guetta Chris Willis, Chris and Willis. Fergie. And, and it's Fergie. a killer song. And LMFAO. Full of energy. Yeah. And LMFAO, yeah, right. that's right. So he sang uh, 
few of my songs on my album, The Journey, from 2003. He did. First person I had I heard that sang that was Chris. Yes. Live yes. years ago. And blew me away. Yes. The song number one, like I said, is beautiful. But Chris's rendition, it it's just killed me. It? So good. Well, it also blew away Patti LaBelle and her husband. Because oh, they told Chris's me version? that was his demo. Oh. That's the demo. Oh, he did the demo. I released it. Okay, cool. And th- that... That's a perfect segue, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I have a series of six albums called The Demos Have Magic. Why did I name it that? Because the demos have magic. Sometimes you get a demo and it's magical. And then you go in the big studio and you're producing it. And in your head, you're like, wow, what a production. And all the magic's gone. So I'm like, forget it. So I released six albums of the demos, but I, I cherry picked. They're all really superb. And here's the odd thing. I just recently signed a three-year exclusive deal with a licensing company. I love them. And what will you be doing for them? They're doing for me. Okay. I love them. Cozy, K-O-Z-E. And they are in uh, New Zealand, Nashville, and LA. Mm -hmm. And they're working my catalog. And to round back to my point about the demos have magic, the part of my catalog that is catching fire is are the old things from the 80s recorded on a Porta studio. For any of you out there, it's like training wheels on a bicycle. It's a studio that's a cassette with only four tracks, and you have to think ahead mm-hmm. as you're bouncing tracks. Those captured the magic, and I pulled them off of cassettes, and I released them, and they're my most popular songs worldwide. Isn't that funny? I, I can get, remember. I, I can remember recording back in the day on uh, eight track, yes. reel to reel. Yes, and nobody well, you, you even knows over. what that is. You anymore. recorded uh, "Meant to Fly" with me. Yes, on that. I did. That was the eight track reel to reel. Oh, was that okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually was Jane's uh, backup backup singer. singer. I call myself the Na 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 Girl because that's what I get to do in the background. You wouldn't know I was on it unless you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> hear the Na Na Na's at the end. You there. do at the end. You're so distinctive. I love. Ooh. Your voice, Thank I love you. it. But um, yeah, the demos have magic. I hope uh, if you visit my website, it's very cartoony and colorful. Thank Not you. that you're cartoony, you. but you are colorful. No, I think I feel like a cartoon. I got <laughs> the I got the pinata explosion yeah, in my brain. Right now, now I won't be able to get that out of my head. <laughs> Whenever I see Neither you, I think of pinatas. I've never been able to get it out of my head. Mm, okay, the pinata. All right, it's very colorful though. A okay. lot of confetti okay. coming out. I know that you're involved in several community charity type things oh, if you would talk about that oh, a little I would bit love to talk about because that. Let, let me reiterate this the show is about people out there obviously chasing excellence and part of that is professional personal and community you're mm-hmm. out there making your community better so yes. i want to hear about what well, you're doing in that respect I, you know i, I like people they're okay <laughs> they're but, okay but i like animals you don't sound like you like them too well i like, I like animals so much <laughs> more i don't know okay i'm I'm kidding i'm kidding but um i i have (laughs) anyway uh i work with volunteer at last stop horse rescue in gainesville and joyce pomeroy is the queen bee she's the beyonce of horses tell us what they do she will only take in this it's almost comical but it's so it could be so sad emaciated old blind, abused, nearing the end, horses. And I've seen miracles there. And what a bunch of volunteers. Um, The way it started where it escalated for me is a few years ago, 
there weren't that many volunteers because she hadn't had the word out yet. Mm-hmm. So one day I was up there and they brought in a pinto horse. Pinto pony, yeah. That they found dying in a field. It was this close to dying, shadow. And the same day, Chester came in. This is Chester, Chester, your, do- your yeah, doggy. My, my, my horse. horse. <laughs> uh, and I fell in love. I don't know what happened, but that thing. Oh, I know a lot of you out there know that feeling when you meet the animal and you don't know what it is. You feel it in your chest. You just know. And I fell in love with Chester. Mm-hmm. And so I started going up there two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon, making food, taking care of everything, the water, scrubbing the troughs, da, da, da. Next thing you know, I got to take care of Shadow. Mm-hmm. And then I started taking care of all the cats in the barn. And then next thing you know, the cows. <laughs> and then there were more horses. So I got into like an addiction where I guess... Just wanted to help. Well, it's an addiction. Like I guess runners have it or when you... I started doing it two times a day, two hours morning, two hours afternoon. And I kept it up for nine months. And Joyce said, you better watch it. You're going to crash. Mm-hmm. And I did. But I watched Chester thrive. He was, when he passed a few years ago, he was 46. Wow. 43 or 46. Hey, after 40, what does it matter? It's I like know, it's seriously. 120 year old person. <laughs> and then um, Shadow benefited from my love of Chester. He got fat. <laughs> we mm. had to start calling him fat. So he was the one that was yeah, dying. dying. Mm-hmm. We had to get uh, police, the fire department right, would come right. to get him on his feet. He's up in the pasture right now grazing, happy as Good could be. Good for him. And my Chester had the best life until, you he know, <laughs> well, it's like, yeah. you know, like my mom. My yeah. mom and Chester, they night she was 99, and when it's, your body's done, it's done. Speaking now we're going to segue about off a segue. Of, I don't know if you planned that or not, but um, on a previous... Uh, a free flow here. I don't know what I'm doing. On a previous podcast, I mentioned... That fabulous lady as an inspiration. They asked me if you know who was an inspiration to me, and she was one of them. Oh, Kathy! And and she was something else. I always said she was tiny, but she was mighty. Mighty. She was such a fighter and such a sharp wit, and we just loved her. She loved you. She wanted to go to Greece with you. That's right. (laughs) Remember, we were going to travel together, and I would have done it because she's so much fun. She is so much fun. That oh wow we got we'll round back to last stop horse rescue mm-hmm. but um uh, yeah my mom passed away at ninety nine and for the listeners I love to inspire people as do you mm-hmm. I got to tell you all about my mom she was healthy and lucid and she made it to ninety nine years and I think the pandemic did her in the isolation mm-hmm. and then she started watching news round the clock and I don't have to talk in politics or religion because it's not yep. my purpose. But I think it got to her because it was sad Impressive. and angry and yeah. mean. And it, it's, I Just think that her down. she could have made it. Yes. She could have made it to 101 easily. I could see that. Or further. That did her in. And then uh, it was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then it went relatively quick. It took three months. The decline started like mm-hmm. that till June. But, um, you well, know. We always said she should have written the book. Yes. Edie's Wisdom. Because people could learn so much my, from your mom. My sister-in-law says the same thing. She was writing quotes down for mm-hmm. my mother. But oh. I think the thing I want to impart to everybody is so important. I put it in her eulogy. She was like a chief, um, anyways, one of the Native American chiefs that said, when it is your time to leave this earth, you don't go crying and screaming and whining when you're ready to cross the great divide. You prepare 
your death song, and you cross the divide with dignity. And it's exactly what my mom did. Because her helper, Mm -hmm. we FaceTimed and all, and my mom's like, I got to do what I got to do. Those were her last words. Really? And she kicked everybody out, and then she passed. And I was driving through the Shenandoah Valley to get to her, and I got the call. And she was begging me. She said, help me leave. I don't, I'm done. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine having to welcome death fearlessly and courageously? Can, even more so, can Woo. you imagine heaven when Edie arrived? Wow. <laughs> she was up there inspiring everybody, wasn't she? Wow. She was phenomenal. Wow, so yes. I'm glad we got to talk about her a little oh, bit. Oh, and then I have a song. Uh, Dante and I wrote a song oh, yeah. called I Bless the Poverty. She came, I'm second generation American, and my mom, first generation, of course, that makes sense, do the math. And um, she came up in horrific poverty and Dante and I wrote her life story in the song that on her own she be, she graduates cum laude from uh, Julia Richmond High School she gets a scholarship to Hunter she turns it down she goes to work for the head of the Navy she was like a bad <laughs> she was you know whatever yeah she was and we don't need to be swearing uh I heard on podcasts you're allowed to swear but <laughs> it's not in my wheelhouse okay so <laughs> but at any rate yeah so uh, she was pre women's lib. She was. Uh, she could have been. She could have been a was, contender. She was. You a know, contender. There was nobody like her. Yeah, she was a, truly an inspiration, and anybody would have benefited from knowing her. Just her oh. energy was so strong. I'm going so through her stuff, personal. and I find letters from people mm-hmm. about how you you lifted me up. You made my day. Yeah. These Isn't are people in businesses. Well, see, that's what I'm trying to focus on here is people that are like that. Because uh, on our intro podcast, I don't know if Amanda remembers it or not, but I was saying how during the COVID shutdown and everything, everybody was so depressed and it was so gloomy and doomy. And I said, there's got to be things out there, people doing good things. It can't all be gloom and doom. So that's how this came about, that I want to feature people who are out doing good in the world. And your mom was definitely one of those. For sure. Oh, and rounding back to Last Stop Horse Rescue, I can't believe I'm actually (laughs) having short-term memory. This never happens. If anyone wants to donate... Or to help the horses. Or volunteer. Volunteer would be really good. She's got a team now that is awesome. So I can back off and just, you know, go there when I can and financially Get your horse fixed like I did when I was growing up. Yeah, get the horse fixed. Exactly. It's Last Stop Horse Rescue. It's in Gainesville. Dot com. Uh, Gainesville. Yeah. So just throwing it out there. And she's uh, got the stuff from the Department of Agriculture and the Coggins reports and the vet so okay, I promised her I'd do the check. Oh, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Hope she appreciates that. Joyce, free advertising. Joyce, we did it. Okay. We did it. Okay. So I haven't been on. I've been on one other podcast like twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was getting ready for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I've been was listening to Rob Lowe. He's got a great podcast called Does he? Literally. Jane, yes. we've been friends for 30 plus years, as I reminded you this morning. And, and it's I've hard loved to believe. every moment. And Kathy. in those 30 years, we have had some experiences. <laughs> if you want to talk about it, you oh, can bust us out. <laughs> well, we mentioned the uh, party at our real estate yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And then, what well, are you going to talk about the Kevin Bacon yeah. incident? <laughs> Kevin Bacon incident. Uh, not really an incident. It's not it an incident. Memorable. It was, it was memorable. It was like <laughs> for you and me. I normally I don't get uh, overwhelmed by celebrity except Patty Labelle. Okay. When I met her, but uh, yeah, with Kevin, I got 
quit doing that. With Kevin, Paul Gazzone, the bass player, producer, he was in my band for many years, so he let Kathy and I come backstage, and we met Kevin. Well, first of all, they were touring. They Kevin were touring. and his brother have a band called Bacon the Bacon Brothers. Brothers. And great. they were performing at the Sugar Hill Amphitheater. Jane's friend Paul invited us, and then we were backstage. Okay, you take no, it. No, you were so succinct. Why don't you take it? Oh, well, I, I, you're I, funnier than me. I was this. No, I was such a dork. Okay, okay here's what I said, and you, then you got to tell your okay. perspective. All right. Uh, he introduces me to Kevin, and here's what I say to Kevin. Can you imagine this? Thank you for rescuing. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at her like, huh? Rescuing I, I, what? I had that out of body. Well, Paul had told me earlier he rescues dogs. So mm-hmm. I was stuck. I guess I was in limbo on that conversation and pause. Mm-hmm. And it just took up there. I sound like that gal yeah. in the Netflix series with well, him. Well, I don't know about that. But um, and my my incident with him was, I'm so bad. I've, I've known so many uh, celebrities in my life because of my work and everything. And I don't get enamored. And so I would rather be the outsider looking in. And, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of go out of my way to not think that have them think I'm fanning on them. You know, I don't want to be the fangirl because yeah. they get all that. So I'm like, no, I'm too good for that. I'm too good. <laughs> so we were backstage, and uh, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Paul. He had introduced you, and then he introduced me, and I said, hello, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And I waited until he moved over on the other side of the room, and I was trying to take pictures oh. with my phone because I didn't want him to get a big ego from saying, can I have a picture with you? Because uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I just didn't want him to get an ego. That's just the way I am. And so here I am on the other side of the room with my <laughs> phone on my hip trying to take a picture of Kevin Bacon sitting in a chair, and it went, didn't go well. But I ended up with the picture, and when I when I looked at it later, he was giving me the stink eye from oh, across the oh, room. Oh, he knew what was going yeah. on. He yeah, knew. he's like, who is this crazy girl? But oh. then after that, uh, Paul took us on a tour of their tour bus. The tour bus. And that, right. that was fun. Well, Jane, this has been fabulous, and I'm so glad you got to come in today. Thank so you. So is there anything else you want to tell everybody before you leave us? Um, check out Cherokee Tears. I love it. It's um, Joe Bell Star on my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tra- It's beautiful. It's just a beautiful story. I don't know. I, I, I'm digging now. I'm looking, well, don't I'm dig looking. too deep. Don't dig. So we're okay, done. I guess I'm done. It's a wrap. <laughs> All I'm right. done. I could go on and on. All right. Stop well, me. that was fun. With that being said, thank I you, think we my dear to... friend. <laughs> Same to you. <laughs> Well, thank everyone for listening today, and I'm your host, Kathy Hogan, and thank you to my guest, Jane Olderman, and this is Chasing Excellence. Have a great week, and be fearless, friends.